Welcome to Beyond the Illusion. In this episode, we have a conversation with Ash and Neil, who strangely enough happen to be the third couple we've spoken to this season out of only four episodes. We didn't plan it that way, but I find it interesting that it worked out like that because there's definitely a rebalancing happening in all aspects of our culture right now, especially with the masculine and feminine energies. So it's been nice to have both the masculine and feminine perspectives represented equally this season. Ash and Neil offer a unique set of services both online and in person. At the core of their services is a modality called Gene Keys, which is mainly what we talk to them about in this episode. If you haven't heard of Gene Keys, I highly recommend going to genekeys.com to see what it's all about. There's also a free profile reading on there that I found to be different from any other reading I've had, but also quite accurate. Ash and Neil describe some of the benefits of applying the knowledge of Gene Keys to one's life. They also talk about how they've developed their own set of offerings to enhance the teachings of Gene Keys. And I love that. It's a good way to approach anything because we all have something unique to offer. Now, let's go to that conversation with Ash, Neil, Tiana, and myself. now where we, we can't really look at each other and know um yeah. now you guys just have to communicate telepathically yeah exactly yeah we should work on that more tim i definitely have that going with some of my other friends so yeah and i we should totally do that well the funny thing is that some people say that um you know different people say some people say telepathy comes from your third eye some people say from your heart chakra and some people say your throat chakra and Tim and I are constantly mm. talking about how we have like partially blocked throat chakras and that's why we do a podcast is to work on that. So, mm. so yeah, anyway, we'll, we'll work on that. <laughs> Good awareness. I think, it, I think it also can, can be based on your human design. If you have certain energetic that are open or closed. Oh, do, do you know human I, design? We had somebody come on, um, last year or maybe it was 20 i can't remember um we had somebody come on before and talk about human design but it's i think like gene keys it's so layered with a lot of depth that we didn't really get to talk about our own charts and get to that and so i still mm -hmm. it's interesting because a lot of times so i only heard about gene keys I think last year, and a lot of times I've always heard them kind of um, mentioned together. People would talk about human design and then also talk about gene keys. And I, and, and I never fully got the the ping with human design as I was like reading, trying to understand it. But now with the gene keys, so I thought, I thought, oh, maybe gene keys is going to be the same way. It's kind of complex. I don't know if I'm going to feel something, but no, I feel this passion for gene keys. I'm so excited to learn more about it. Like I've only just scratched the surface and I'm super excited to go deeper with it. I think for me, at least I went to the genekeys.com website and I, I just so resonate with the, the originator um, or the creator, Richard Rudd. Just, I love 
his just the way his perspective, everything that I read from him just so resonates with what I believe in who I am and speaks to me in a way that gets me excited about this. And maybe it's I just needed to, you know, read about human design from the right person. But I don't know. I'm so excited about Gene Keys. So I can't wait for you guys to um, explain. I guess we should start because I think, you know, a lot of people have probably never heard of Gene Keys or maybe like me, they just heard it in passing, but really don't have any kind of grasp about what it is. Could you kind of give for our listeners an overview of what it is? So in in fact, human design and gene keys are very similar. When the person who brought human design to the world, Richard Rudd was one of the people involved in that channeling, in that group of people who, in fact, there's another person here locally, Barbara Ditlow, who was also part of that crew. Alongside um, Chatham Parkin and Eckhart Tolle, too. They're all part of the the same, I want to say, initial channeling of this information. And the organization of it is what what the human design is. From the human design, Gene Key was birthed. And Richard Rudd, like, channeled that in in his own way. And it's a lot, I would say, there's a lot of people who are obsessed and love the tool of human design. And there's a lot of people who really like Gene Keys. And human design, from a, from a perspective of a visionary, it can show you certain aspects of life in different time periods, whereas Gene Keys is something you can look at from a perspective on how you can shift through the shadow, work through the gift, and tap into your essence with some, some great tools. So I think human design is great as like a map, if you were to look at it from that perspective, and almost like seeing some, some real correlations with how the body works in terms of how energy uh, and energy centers work and just also the population, knowing how many, how much manifestors are there or generators or manifesting generators or projectors, all those different things kind of give you some insight. But I really like Gene Keys for its ability to show you how to shift and evolve. It gives you a lot of that. And, and I think it's a lot more progressive in terms of its tool. So yeah, and all of these, both of these, I would call them both self-discovery modalities if I were to give them a term or to put them in a box, but they were derived both from similar things, which is the I Ching and the Kabbalah and also a little bit of astrology. Um, so, and also Ayurveda and various, various, you know, different types of tech, uh, almost technology in some forms, you know, um, that humans get to actualize in their process. And so Gene Keys is a modality that was channeled and writ- written by Richard Rudd. And um, it's based off of the, the notion that um, everyone has 64 genetic keys, um, genetic codings, and inside of each gene key lives the shadow frequency, the gift frequency, and the sidhi, which is of your essence. It's like your, your full essence. It's the complete opposite vibration or frequency of the shadow frequency. And he talks about how you know, at a very young age, we were born with this certain genius. We were born a lot of times in our gifts and in our essences, but um, based on society or the surroundings in which we grew up in, we were kind of taught to look away from those specific geniuses or the specific talents and skills. And the gene keys are there to provide you on how to like unlock these certain codes again. That's why he calls them keys because they're essentially keys for you to just unlock your genetic coding again so that you can continue to tap into your highest essence. 
Yeah, I really love that, how it has those different levels of frequency, you know, in each key or so forth. And I personally love shadow work. I like, you know, facing the challenge or the obstacle and then working your way through it. So I, I love that um, this system is about that. It's it's about facing that and and transforming and evolving versus, you know, just looking at certain archetypes and thinking that this is a good one or that's a bad one. They all have these layers and we can work through them and with them to achieve the highest potential through that. Yeah, and it's great. It's a great thing, especially in the spiritual communities where, you know, a lot of times demonizing happens based on an inability to see the whole picture. And and this kind of takes away that that whole message that doesn't need to be there. You know, it's not black and white. It's there's so much there's so much color to this and it allows you to see with a lot more clarity, I think. Yeah, I, I like that it gives you a path versus just saying like, oh, I'm a cancer. That's my sun sign. And then it's like, oh, this is who you are. I'm supposed to like cooking or whatever. <laughs> and, yeah. um, you know, like rather than looking at it like this kind of set thing, it's not, it's this living thing. And that's exciting to me. Yes. There's a different energy behind it for sure. I like that. I would love to add just one of the things it's, one of the most famous quotes that he has listed in the book. And he talks about how you must embrace the shadow in order to release the gift and in order to embody the city. And I just love to point that out to people because it's not like a push away the shadow, release the shadow, let go of the shadow. It's like embrace it, hug it, love it. And so that in the, in the motion of that, you're actually unlocking and releasing the gift and as you're continuing to release that gift and, and make it known, then you're, you can embody the city, the highest essence. Yeah, that's what's needed in the world right now, right? Versus it's like polarization of like, oh, no, I just want to try to be the good. It's like, oh, no, you embrace, you know, what we think is the bad, but um, embrace it, love and accept it. And, and through that, we find the wholeness, the integration versus like be afraid of it, move away from it try to cut it out that doesn't work and so I think there's a lot of spiritual path even sometimes even though I, I believe in law of attraction but I think that the way that it's presented a lot of times is like half of the cup or you know half of the picture and it gets people the whole like good vibes only tribe these people think that like you know oh I just need to stay away from from negative thoughts or, or people who think that way um, that will never work and so only the opposite like integrating and, and loving and accepting and, and facing is the way that we move up. Totally. It's not sustainable to be in those spaces for long, you know, and, and it's almost a beautiful thing too, because I, I mean, I've witnessed it in certain communities and certain spaces. And the most, the biggest thing that happens is there's a lack of uh, communication because people are afraid to truly be themselves and find their authentic version of themselves. Um, because they're constantly trying to 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 be light to be light, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. which is why yeah. When you said that you love shadow work, that just brought it to me. I love shadow work too. When I am out of it, <laughs> <laughs> in it, I'm like, oh, this sucks. But I also don't um, push it away <laughs> in any way. So. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you're right on the money when you said that, you know, it's not sustainable to to be in that space all the time. You know, I've tried it myself like, you know, I go through phases where 
I'll be listening to these audiobooks that are, you know, about self-empowerment and, uh, you know, just all the positive things. And, and I'll get in that, that mode where I'm just like, oh, I'm all about being positive, but you can't keep it up for, for very long. You know, you have to come back to reality at some point. But I wanted to ask you guys, how did this uh, Gene Keys find you or how did you find it? How did it come into your life? It's actually funny because us together, we rekindled our friendship and then later on a romantic relationship at her Gene Key event. Um, I've been passionate about Gene Keys and human design for a long time. My uncle was an astrologer and Actually, after I came out of Vipassana, the first book I started getting into was Gene Keys. And I, and I spent a lot of time uh, doing reflection and healing through the process of, through the process of just learning myself, learning like what, what kind of map what I was working with. What was my, what was my purpose? And it, it allowed me to see some of the parts that I was not comfortable with and, and get out of the reactive and repressive nature of it and tap into certain, certain some of those gifts you know, while, while being in the shadow for so long, you get comfortable with it almost. And then those spaces, that's when a lot of golden nuggets appear. Cause you're like, I don't have to be this way. If I don't, if I can rise from this, you know, and there's certain things that came into my life where I recognize that this tool is great. And it really was a big part of my evolution. Yeah. I discovered Gene Keys in 20, the end of 2016. And I was actually writing a chapter in a book and I had to write a little bit about just my childhood trauma and my reclamation of power after all of that. And I came across Gene Keys, a couple of my, a couple of people from my team were reading it and really into it. And I stumbled upon it and just dove right in for me. Like I, I used it as a tool at that time to really help me see just a little bit more into my childhood trauma because the when you look at the hologenetic profile, it's really interesting because each of the spheres has something to do with your different seven-year cycles of life. Your either your first seven-year cycle, your second seven-year cycle, your third, and the first, or the nine-month gestation yeah. period, the first nine months when you're in your mother's womb. So um, I was able to really look at that and and just see how these shadows were formed and mutilated as I was growing up and how some of my gifts were also um, shut down a little bit. And I use it as a tool of childhood trauma healing. <laughs> yeah. I, it's funny you said that when I was learning gene keys, I was also doing completion process. I was doing uh, inner alchemy. I was doing all these different things to, to heal some of my childhood wounds and just look at certain things that I had no idea were part of how I loved or how I, how I saw the world or how my intellect was. And it was based on certain limiting beliefs as well that certain patterns that kept me in a place where I couldn't rise. As soon as I started to gain information and awareness around it, I started also finding the tools to shift out of it. So it's, it's kind of like there's so many tools and this one's just a really good one for sure. I was thinking, you know, because not everybody feels comfortable doing shadow work, but because this system kind of shows you a path through it or shows you your whole potential if you were willing or able, you know, to face uh, and to work with your shadow. So do you think it's it's a good system maybe for people who, you know, like people who had trauma and stuff like that, who hadn't been able to kind of face that before, that this might encourage them and give them a inspiring path to work through that? Yeah, definitely. I, I, 
I feel that for me in my personal experience, it allowed me to have a lot more compassion for myself and just what perhaps other people or my, even myself have considered flaws, but it was able to just allow me to see that, oh, these were just parts of my evolution. These were actually necessary for me to experience in order for me to actually tap into my gifts. Yeah. And I, I say trauma has different levels, you know, so this is a great tool. Also, you know, seeing a somatic therapist or EMDR or, you know, plant medicine, depending, you know, there's various things that I would recommend to somebody who's experienced trauma, depending on the level. But if they have zero awareness of it, this might be a great space to start. You know, there's, it's a, it's a gentle enough reading where if things start to catch on and resonate, it'll further you down a path where whatever you need will also come into your life most probably. Yeah. You know, I like that. It's, um, you know, at its core, it seems very complex and it's, you know, very uh, interwoven with all these different modalities, but the application of it seems fairly simple, you know, which, which I appreciated that, you know, cause there are a lot of things that are so complex that I kind of avoid it, you know, like, like astrology. That's one thing, for instance, like it's so, there's so much to it. I'm like, I can't, I can never know all this stuff unless I really like dove in. So I just kind of like stay away and just keep on the surface. But this seems like, you know, you don't have to know all the workings behind it to really use it and apply it. Um, is that, is that accurate from your perspective? I would definitely say that's very accurate. And not only that, it's the way it's been written. And if you are like paying attention certain downloads will just happen by reading the words. So it's, it's almost like scripture in that sense. Like it's, these are like upgrading they're upgraded frequency, holy words that are, that you can just like all of a sudden have downloads and realizations from. And, you know, I've been reading these books for years yet. Every time I pick it up, I learn 10 things, you know, and it's, and it's like, you can read this book for 20 years. It's not, <laughs> And, and it won't get you bored, nor will it make you feel like you're, you haven't learned enough. You know, it's, it's very satisfying in that. Yeah, it's almost like these types of modalities are almost, you can take them in a form of circling. Just come back whenever you want to and learn something new about yourself or about the world and take what resonates and apply it to you and see how you can apply it to yourself, you know, a better person or a more evolved or gifted There's new things that you can learn each time that you go back to it, for sure. Yeah, I, I had taken some notes when I was just watching one of the videos on the Gene Keys website and just a few phrases. There's like so much there that I love, but like just a few phrases he had said, explore it as an adventure. We're like an inner travel company. And I was like, yes, that's what I've always called myself, like traveler of the inner and outer worlds. And I was like, oh, you're speaking my language, <laughs> inner, inner travel company. Yeah. Like I just like the perspective of looking at it, you know, from that versus like, oh, I have to do this heavy, you know, heavy work to uh, heal all this stuff. It, it, it feels, I don't know, inspiring and exciting to, to want to explore it. So we use, we use gene keys, we use human design, we also use nine star key, and then we do something called inner alchemy with our process. I, I don't know if you've seen our website, Rooted Integration Project, but we do sessions with people who are potentially having some blockages in their system. And if they are willing and able to allow us to do some almost like psychic surgery, gives them the opportunity to release some of these blockages and potentially use the own body, the inner alchemy, 
to like burn through some of these old stories, old patterns, and have the digestive fire become strong in the sense. Like, so if, if someone is working through something or having a psychological perspective that hasn't been able to shift, we have some amazing tools along with Gene Keys, along with human design um, that actually help people get more clarity in their life, get more flow in their life and potentially like get out of these stuck patterns. It's, it's it's just one of many, many things. So to add on to that, I would say one of the gifts that Richard Rudd talks about in Gene Keys, it's called versatility. And it's one of my favorite ones because he talks about in this gift, how to transcend the techniques. And so back to what Timothy was saying was like, you know, it just, seems really heavy and there's like astrology and there's all these different self-discovery modalities. When I first started to get into this, I became a self-discovery junkie and I went down all of these different rabbit holes and started to learn all of these different tools and methods. And sometimes there was a point where I was like, why am I continuing to just like consume, consume, consume information and how come I have not integrated it yet? And that's what the transcending the technique is about. It's like you have all of these different tools and these modalities and you pick up any one of them and you can throw it and hit the target. And it's just like having that, that knowing that inner knowing that like you have all of the tools and the wisdom already inside of you, despite all of the things that you have studied or gotten certified for or worked hard to learn or whatever it is. Yeah. And it's, it's really about grounding it, you know? So there's a lot of things you can learn and become certified in, but if you're not using it with your clients or using it with yourself, you're not going to be well-versed or practiced or have any form of mastery there. So it's really important that whatever you're doing or whatever we're doing, we like are comfortable actually playing with it, you know, and and getting comfortable with helping others with it. It's it's like half of it, you know? That's such yeah. a good point. It's, uh, um, you know, because a lot of times, you know, so there's like the masculine, um, not man, but like yang polarity, the masculine path of transcendence and then the feminine path of embodiment. And a lot of spiritual paths have been just on the masculine. And so, yeah, you can like learn all this information and and understand it on this level. But then to be fully complete, we have to bring that into our embodiment. So I think that's like such an important point that you make um, because there's a lot of people and I was on this path. I was like, I did, I did what I'm talking about where like I learn, 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 but then it was like, Oh no, now I need to like walk my talk and really embody it and, and let it be a living thing. And so like you're saying, I think it's so important for people to have whatever way it is for them to be, uh, you know, embodying their divine self and letting that guide you. And and so then when you're reading, like you said, like when you read these things, it's not because this person who wrote this book is giving me that knowledge, but more it's it's unlocking that key. It's awakening that part of ourself that already is there that we're just trying to um, fully be in our presence while we're here on the planet. It's It's just like the same thing goes, you know, if you're reading this verbiage, and there's a, this, there's a layer of dissonance, there will be no resonance. If that layer is too thick and your being is not ready to hear it or work through it or work with it, there won't be that resonance. And and doing all these different things help mm. catch that resonance. And and that that resonance is where that transformation occurs. That's where the activation happens. So it's that's like half of it. 
Yeah, it makes me think of books that I've bought, you know, and then it sat on my shelf for a few and I tried to like read it one time and then I put it back on the shelf and then one day I'll like just pick it up and be like, yeah, and then I'll really be into it. And it was like, oh, I guess this was now I'm in resonance with this book. There was a part of me that knew that that book was for me, but then I wasn't fully in resonance with it yet. So I couldn't like dive into it. And now I'm ready. It's divine timing. There's also Mm -hmm. that. Can you tell us more about, you know, I, I love the name inner, like, what did you say? Inner alchemy or. Yeah. So that's part of the, alchemy, the uh-huh. so that's part of the rooted integration project. We have a lot of tools that we provide with our clients and depending on where someone is at, you know, we've got various things that we work with and inner alchemy is a technique that basically helps. It's a form of basically reprogramming, helping release shadows uh, once you've actualized them. So if there's a, there's a pattern or something that you've come to awareness around, it's like almost uh, like hypnosis, but tapping with your, tapping into your higher self and almost renegotiating, you know, how you're going to operate with this new information. But a sense of somatic. Yeah. And it's a sense of, it's a somatic release. It's a cathartic release. You basically, it's like taking drugs without the drugs. You know, you're basically finding freedom through speaking out and also using these tools uh, that physically help manifest the new version of yourself. So in layman terms, it's a little bit of like breath work and touching certain parts of the body and um, going under deep meditation and experiencing emotional cathartic releases because we're accessing parts of the brain. Yeah. Cool. And is that something that sort of evolved with you two through your work together? Or is it, it's not something, I think, from what I understand, it's not something that you learned somewhere else. It's something that just I, kind of you birthed. I did learn teacher. And I've taken those teachings and also brought my own skills within it. So, yeah. yeah. And I've learned regressional therapy and got certified in that from another teacher. And so there's been a fusion of our work that has been... Um, really awesome for people it's been really healing for people and for ourselves it's been really really awesome so when someone goes to you they do they get all this at once or how does that work do they does it come in yeah if someone wants like a cord cutting or if they want an energy clearing or if they want um, emotional release um, we have that otherwise we have like a package that people can you know do a once a once a week uh, session with us and then four months for, yeah, we have got a four-month package, and that includes a complete cleanse, a 12-week cleanse. Uh, we do parasite cleanse. We do a whole, basically, gut, heart, brain connection method. It's an Ayurvedic holistic herbal regimen that we put them on. I think one of the important things, too, when it comes to the, in- the healing aspect and then the integration aspect that we bring is we bring a lot of awareness to the core wounds that are in all of the bodies. So the physical, the emotional, the mental, and the spiritual energetic body. Yeah, I appreciate how holistic that is. So so you guys are located in Austin, and that's how I found you. I love the, the Third Eye Meditation Lounge. It's an amazing place for, you know, if anybody's in Austin or comes to Austin. But I was wondering if... You also work with, you know, a lot of the people that listen to our podcast are not in Austin. Can you do this all virtually and just guide them about what, uh, as far as the... the Definitely, definitely. It's a good question. We do have clients all over the world and we ship, we can ship this out. We can do things via Zoom. We can also come to other places, you know, not during pandemic times, but (laughs) when travel and at Third Eye Meditation Lounge, our biggest mantra is 
Yes, there's plant medicine, but most importantly, it's integration. And we provide a space to hold hold that. Every day there's a meditation, there is a, a healing, there's some classes. Because getting together in community, as we do the shadow work, as we expand, as we embody, embody the body, the body mm-hmm. we need to be around people who are also doing that work and having that that kind of love culture around is super important for integration. So, you know, we're not just a bunch of people doing plant medicine. In fact, we do very little about a bit of that. And mostly it's about, you know, being real and ex- enjoying this human experience together. I think community is such an important factor right now in the times that we're in. And so all of us here, we just, when people listen to this, they might not know that we just went through, you know, what's being called snowvid <laughs> is <laughs> like, you know, this whole crazy Arctic storm that hit, you know, all over the U.S., but uh, it hit Texas really bad because of the infrastructure or the problems that we have with our infrastructure. What it really drove home to me was how powerful the community is and a lot of gratitude and appreciation for the for the people that I'm connected to and the way that we've all pulled together to help each other out. And I think, you know, even people who are not in this area, just in these times since 2020, and, and it's going to, you know, depending on what you believe, um, continue, to, we're going to continue to have these little um, or big disruptions where they're catalysts for our spiritual growth. But community is, is the key, like you're saying, like we can't just be, you know, no man is an island. We can't just be doing it on our own. But yes, yeah, so I kind of wanted to segue a little bit. I noticed that Richard Rudd in the Gene Keys website, he mentions a lot what he calls the great change. And we often refer to as the shift. And uh, I would love to hear kind of, uh, and Tim always likes to hear this from our guests, kind of what your perspectives are on what, you know, the great change is or, or how we can work through it if you are open to that idea. I think he talks about the one that's happening in 2027. Is that the one that he's referring to or? I didn't, I, you know, there's like so much information on there. He was just talking about like turbulent times during the great change. And I, I thought he was referring to like just what's going on right now, you know, and, and when, when Tim and I talk about it, we were talking, you know, about this kind of just planetary shift or some people call it ascension, you know, it's moving yeah, into it's higher called- vibration. Our consciousness is definitely evolving, and and with that, the 3D world is having to change and shift with it as well. And and obviously, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of science that's being recorded around sunspots and Schumann frequencies, and you know, light frequency Schumann resonances and light frequencies coming in and zero points and zero points and and things like that that are happening that are that are coming about and as that realm and that other dimension comes closer um, to merge with our dimension. Definitely. I feel that um, our 3d dimension is experiencing and and is going to experience even more shifts and, and changes. Like I feel like this whole, and I'm not saying to scare anyone or, or to project any fear, but I do believe that what happened in 2020 is just kind of the tip of the iceberg is as what's to come to change, completely change the infrastructure um, in which we have built our society upon. And um, in order for us to really see a a beautiful coherence between human nature and technology, um, we're gonna have to to change and take down the systems that we have had in place. Yes, and have you heard of spiral dynamics? No, tell us more. Spiral dynamics. So, you know, the previous hundred years, 
the consciousness was all on a similar vibration. Currently, there's four different consciousness vibrations all together for the first time. So in a 40 or 50 year time span, the generations have, sh- have a different form of consciousness or perspective. And that variety in such a short amount of time creates so much more change. It's a catalyst for more change on the planet. So that, what that means is from the universe itself, there's more potential energy coming through to the earth. And with that, there's more advancement. And it's happening at such a rapid rate that it causes chaos. And, and based on the Vedic culture, we're going through an age of, of Kali Yuga where destruction is going to happen regardless of whatever we can do to prepare for it. You know, And it's not good or bad. It just is. It's just an energetic shift. So it's, it's, go ahead. Well, I was just also going to note that it's also during these times, it's really important for us not to try and look too deep or far into like what's controlling what um, that is, that is causing all of this. It's, it's a matter of just witnessing it as a battle between light and dark as Lee Harris likes to say, but like he said, it's not good or bad. It's just, it's just what is necessary to happen in order for us as humanity to evolve yeah it's like um like when a when a seed is coming out of a shell it has a repressive and reactive nature to it in order for it to bloom and the earth is going to bloom it's regardless of what we do as humans on the planet the earth will continue to evolve and shift into what it is what it's going to be yeah for my, my quantum physics friends i always like to say think of it as a term of contracting and expanding all atoms, all beings of life go through periods of contractions and then big expansions. And it just so happens to be where in the next six years or so, we're going to be in a contraction. <laughs> yeah. And, and with that contraction is going to be a huge expansion. If you look at spiral dynamics, we're going into teal and, and the sun is becoming a lot more powerful. You know, that in itself is causing physical and mental and spiritual upgrades. You know, if, if you are willing to look at it from that perspective, I know a lot of people who have become more evolved through this pandemic than I've ever seen because of the ability to receive that light, to receive that information, and, and to not allow fear to take the wheel. I, I myself feel that way about my life. I've also just witnessed a lot of people who were, were not considered awake go through a period of spiritual awakening due to the intense contraction and going inward. 100%. That we've all had to experience. Yeah. So there is definitely something happening in ascension or whatever you want to call it. We can label it all day. But I say, you know, best not to focus on the why and just experiencing it for its presence. You know, And, and just find the light in everything that you, you can every day and the people that you're around. Yeah, I love that. That's a really good way to approach it because I do find myself quite often trying to figure it out, trying to understand why or, you know, what is causing this. But I don't think that's going to get me anywhere, really. I think, you know, what you said is um, really appropriate. Do you think that the whole gene keys and human design and all that has appeared on the planet because of, you know, the, the energies that are available right now. Do you think that this is the time for, for that type of stuff to come out? And do you think that more things like this will, will come soon? hundred percent. This is, this is everything that's been channeled by these amazing people. 
had no interest to, to gain more power or more wealth or more any kind of darkness within it. It was all from a place of purity. And you can feel that from the vibration it's it's transmuting to the people it's it's feeding in the sense. It's definitely something that's, you know, of 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 need and death and and you can't get it from the Bible in the sense, you know, not that that scripture isn't beautiful and amazing. This is just information that's more relatable to us in this timeline. So it's definitely needed and very much uh, in sync with the times we're in. Yeah, because I think I think in order for us to experience a shift on the macro, on the collective level, we have to experience and create those shifts for ourselves within the micro. And we do that by learning more about ourselves and having more compassion for who we are, where we came from, having more understanding of who to be, more confidence on how to be and how to interact with other people that are around us or closest to us. And I feel like these modalities really give those benefits. Yeah, definitely. When you came together and, you know, you started doing this work and putting your your program together, did it feel like, you know, that this was this is what you came to earth for? Did it feel like you found your purpose and your your drive in life? I feel like every day there's an added layer to the drive. You know, it's like I don't like I'm not big into sports cars or su- or like souping up my car, but I feel like when it comes to my work and what I do, I'm constantly looking at the upgrades and what I can help integrate and and share with the world. And definitely when we, me and Ash came together, we felt like we both were upgraded in a lot of ways and we found more access to ourselves and each other because of the ability and the sharing of our resources. Yeah, you know, so. it was it was almost like we we came together to share our toolkits and and in you know our relationship and us being together, we've been able to just evolve in so many ways. And then we just got so high or hyped off of the fact that we could help other people do this and. Every day, I feel like I, I discover a new purpose within it. Yeah, it's not like one awakening. We're constantly being awake, awoken by our, our gifts and our talents and our love and you know how we can help others more. Like, oh, we can do this now, you know? And it's like, yeah, for sure. Let's do that. Let's, let's bring that to our... Versatility. People. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's, it's awesome that, that it's you, you know, it's a male and a female and you bring that energy together. I think it offers a lot more than just one or the other. You know, you're, you're the second uh, couple that we've had on the podcast in the last two episodes, actually. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah, it's funny. Actually, this whole season so far, because we started with um, Shannon and Russell. Oh, yeah. So except for the episode that you and I had already yeah. recorded about That's the um, plant medicines. That's right. Oh yeah, yeah. Everything's been—it's been couples, yeah. yeah, male and female, bringing the balanced, integrated energy together. Yes. Yeah, and funny that you mentioned that because one of the things that we, one of the exercises that we do with some of our clients, form of remothering and refathering. So we we bring that that uh, mothering feminine and that fathering masculine aspect back into um, their inner child and provide that. And I think that's something that I personally, when I was doing my own practices by myself, was not able to fully. Yeah, definitely. I have so many more questions. I think we could talk to you guys for a while. Um, We may have to have you back on at some point, but can you tell people where they can get in contact with you or where they can find out more information about the services that you offer? For sure. 
So um, we have a website, rootedintegrationproject.com. You also have your website. Yeah, uh, thirdeyetonic.com or Third Eye Meditation Lounge. Um, they can find us through there as well. And then healingthroughjourney.com is, is the other one. So we we'll have, send you some links. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we have like, you know, our, our personal things that people can reach us on. And then we also have like our together website, which is rootedintegrationproject.com. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. And so for people in Austin, they can also go and see you in person, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Come get some cacao. Yeah, we, we host a lot of events. We have basically one event almost every day, sometimes three. Um, tomorrow, we're going to have ecstatic dance in the morning, a sound, uh, a sound bath in the evening. Yeah, we've got a great, beautiful place inside Casa de Luz. And yeah, we'd love to have meet anyone who wants to come check it out. Cool. Yeah, I love it there. It's great. If you're in Austin or if you're visiting, you definitely have to check it out and eat at Casa de Luz, which has delicious food as well. 100% mm -hmm. organic, plant-based, amazing, really good stuff. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on and talking with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Timothy. Thank you, Tiana. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond the Illusion. I want to say thank you very much to Ash and Neil for taking the time to share their gifts and knowledge with us. If you want to learn more about them and their services, there are several websites you can visit. RootedIntegrationProject.com ThirdEyeTonic.com and HealingThroughJourney.com I'd also like to thank Tiana Roser for all the work she does to keep this podcast interesting and Casey Henson for providing the music. If you'd like to learn more about us or find past episodes, please visit beyondtheillusionpodcast.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a rating for us. This will help other people find us. Take care. You fly.